the Talking Through Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Your one stop for non-stop basketball talk. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talking Through Hoops, on Twitter and Instagram. Now, here's Tip-Off with Rob and Nick. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast. This is episode 25. I'm Nicholas Paravalos, and in the studio with me is Robert Schlatter, and we are here to talk about basketball. Big news within the last week, this weekend being the final four of the NCAA March Madness tournament. Um, we have the four teams, Kansas, Loyola, Chicago, Villanova, and Michigan, Loyola Chicago being the Cinderella story at the number 11 seed making it to the final four. Rob, what would you have to say about that run that they've accomplished so far? Absolutely wild run for Loyola Chicago. They got Sister Jean on their side. You're not a fan of Sister Jean. No, a lot I, of people on I the internet kind of troll that and aren't because, you know, they've been gassing her up a That's little why bit. I and think they, they always need, Yeah, they need to latch on to a story. That's what the media does. Yeah. They need to latch on to something to kind of to play to the non-basketball fans, if you will, to kind of ha- bring some uh, over, bring some attention back to the uh, – even though the March Madness and the Final Four doesn't really need more attention, it, just, it brings in new viewers to have a compelling story. But Loyola Chicago has been going on a huge just ride. This is crazy for an 11 seed to, to look at the teams that they beat like Tennessee and Miami in the first two rounds, they've ju- and Kansas State, they've been playing out of their mind. Their offense is just like it doesn't matter how good the defensive team is. They've been hitting all their shots, and they've been a really good story. So obviously it would be pretty wild. It would be like I'm comparing it to the time that they that Butler got to the championship, yeah. I believe, with uh, was it Gordon, Gordon Hayward Gordon and Brad Hayward, Stevens. Yes. So like if that was able – if they were to even – do what they did and get to the championship and possibly win it, which I'm doubting with the amount of talent that's the other three teams have. It'd be pretty crazy to have that. But I, I'm right now, man, Villanova is looking like unbeatable. They're yeah. just looking too good. Well, to go back to the Loyola, they they share the ball very, very good on offense. They're very impressive. Um, Team-oriented, team, uh, I guess team again. But, um, yeah, I think they – possibly could beat Michigan however Michigan is one of the hottest teams they have not lost within a month very well coached as well yeah well coached they got good players um listen I think that Michigan and Loyola is going to be a really good game because they're both once again one of the hottest teams both of them coming into the tournament so that's how they've gotten there so far but which one's due for a loss you know what I mean because at a certain point you're not going to continuously win unless Michigan pulls it off but that's that's just crazy. I personally dislike Michigan, so I'll be rooting for Loyola Chicago, even though I really hate Sister Jean and how everybody on Twitter is like, oh, Sister Jean, Sister Jean. All right, we get it. Yeah, we, we get it. She's just a fan. Like, we, yeah, it's we, unbelievable. Honestly, I feel like the championship is going to be played between, you know, sometimes like with the NBA, we make the comparison like, oh, the championship would be played within, within the Western Conference before the actual NBA championship. You know, people are saying like the Houston Rockets, yeah. and the Golden State Warriors. This is kind of like the case that I feel like with the Kansas and Villanova because looking at those two teams, yeah, like Michigan, Michigan's too. a good team in Loyola, Chicago, obviously a good story, and they've been playing really good basketball. But Villanova and Kansas just look head and shoulders above the other two and just were head and shoulders above the whole entire 
sides of their bracket. So so I just see because Jalen Brunson is completely taking over that team and as a leader, and Mikel Bridges is is a really good. Uh, I think he's a fr- he's a freshman, correct? Junior. Oh, he's a, he's a junior. Yeah, he's a redshirt junior. Oh, that's why he's redshirt junior. So they've kind of just taken over and look completely dominant. And Jay Wright, obviously, great coach. So I think I, I think it's going to be very tif- difficult for the for Loyola Chicago or Michigan to beat either Villanova or Kansas. And uh, shout out to Bill Self for actually getting out of the Elite Eight and advancing to the Final Four because yep. he's he had the, that hurdle a couple times to. Uh, get to the final four i mean yeah he does have a national championship bill self with uh chalmers but mario chalmers mario chalmers should not be allowed to have arms to shoot a basketball in the fourth quarter yeah i think the the problem here is i think villanova is gonna win i think that Mm -hmm. kansas they if you've looked at their games in the tournament they seem to come out slow and struggle and then they recover and take over I don't think they'll be able to do that against Villanova. If they come out shooting yeah. and they come out hot, plus another concern for Kansas is Azebuki's um, foul trouble down low. Yeah, He seems to always be in foul trouble, and he's their guy that keeps them honest in the paint and opens up three-point shots for everybody else. So that's something to look at. But, yeah, I got Villanova winning, and I'll be rooting for Loyola, but I think Michigan will, will – um, win it so i got nova yeah. and michigan I, I'm thinking, in the final probably. i'm thinking nova as well uh but if kansas went e- either one kansas or villanova whoever wins i think that's going to be your champion and then you know what i'm just going to go with loyal chicago hopefully i want to see them i the want to see them too man. i want to see them in the championship i'm not like a big michigan guy like, i hate mich yeah i because they screwed me over last year i had them going pretty deep with their sleeper they won i think who did they they beat someone good in the first round may, oh i think they beat notre dame in like the first or second round and i was feeling real good about them and then they just threw up the a dud the next round so not a huge michigan guy but the final four is going to be very compelling this weekend of course the championship game i think it's played on monday on monday night on yes. monday night so it's going to be very entertaining always the final four in san antonio this weekend moving on from college basketball to a little bit of nba talk we're getting closer very very close to the nba postseason it's about damn time and we're going to be talking about how the playoff picture is shaping up here so we'll start off with the eastern conference i guess we'll go with right now as of now the top eight you got toronto in the first seed second seed boston cleveland in the third seed fourth seeded Philadelphia 76ers, fifth-seeded Indiana Pacers, and those are all locks. They are all going to be in the postseason. Then we have the Wizards at six, Miami Heat at seven, Milwaukee at eight, and then you have Detroit and Charlotte, but they're, as of now, it's looking like they are five games back, five or six games, six in the loss column, I believe. Or no, five in, five in the loss column. So it, it, that, They're five th- games out. Yeah, so they're Detroit and Charlotte afterthoughts. They're not going to. I don't believe that they'll take Milwaukee or Miami spot. So Eastern Conference, I it's a big news too to to mention with Philadelphia because I was going to say like they're only a game a half game behind Cleveland, so they can move up to the third seed. I think they've they've been Indiana playing. can move up too. Indiana can move up too. But uh, there was a yesterday against uh, the Knicks. I believe the Sixers were playing. Embiid got like a not a fa- it may have been like a little fracture on his face or something. Yeah. So that's going to be a huge huge storyline for the Sixers going in but the and they just got Markel Fultz back his jump shot he made one jump shot and he airballed a couple other ones so but it's good to see him back on the court he almost had a double doubled like 10 points eight assists 
But Philadelphia is a great story going in, and looks like uh, all that that tanking is finally paying off for them, and they've been really good. Yeah, so I think I guess Philadelphia sports is back, but they are killing it. I think Ben Simmons is really good. Joel Embiid, if he's healthy, stays on the court, could be you know take over a game. Um, my thing is, I look at the six, seven, eight with Washington, Miami, and Milwaukee. They're all within one game, two games. Um, I think if Milwaukee, I would love to see Milwaukee get the sixth seed and play Cleveland in the first round because the Bucks would give Cleveland actually a run for their money just due to how long and athletic they are. Yeah. LeBron struggles with that, and I think his teams also struggle with that. Um, yeah, Washington. Or th- or Miami versus Cleveland. I mean, the other day Dwayne Wade gave LeBron all that he wanted. Uh, you know, obviously LeBron's going to be the favorite heading in because he is LeBron James and they are the defending Eastern Conference champs, but – you know, it, it's. I think if I were as a fan, I'd rather see them play somehow. End up playing Miami or Milwaukee, and not just play like well, Indiana. Washington's or quick. John Wall's. Yeah, but he's he's not even back yet. So like John Wall coming, back. he's coming back soon. But like, I I don't think that they have, and they've they've had like in house issues with true. You know, Gortat. team ball. Yeah, and Gortat. So I don't really want to see. I don't want to see a team that's kind of flustered already playing against LeBron because LeBron's just going to walk all over him. So I, I agree with you. I think Milwaukee would be really interesting to see them play against Cleveland and kind of see Giannis go up against LeBron because that's mm-hmm. a good matchup. And obvi- obviously, Cleveland's going to be favored, but you don't know. I'd like to see also. Um, it, well, if if the Bucks play Toronto, you never know. You <laughs> yeah. never know. Toronto could get bounced in the first I, round. That's literally what I'm I'll, thinking. Because you know, when the Hawks had that number one seed, mm-hmm. they went to like a couple game sevens or game sixes too. I think it was. It was versus the Nets in get, game you, ra- round one. Yeah, they went to game six or seven, seven I think. And then one year, I think that I think it was. Uh, Atlanta that played Indiana, and I think Indiana beat them in the first Indiana round. Indiana also went to Game 7 versus when Indiana had the number one seed. So that's yeah. how I see Toronto as a number one seed. I think they're going to have trouble, but mm-hmm. they might get there. I see Boston. I mean, Boston, they've been winning. They've been winning some games yeah, lately off Kyrie, like buzzer beaters and Kyrie's stuff. Kyrie's out for a while, so yeah. that's going to hurt them. Uh, but, yeah, the Eastern Conference is going to be – it's got a lot of entertaining storyline. It's all going to, like, depend on how it matches up. I think – as opposed to like the Western Conference, because I think you're gonna have like a good matchup wherever you set it. Mm-hmm. But like with the Eastern Conference, like I don't want to see, like I said before, I don't want to see like Cleveland match up with Indiana or Washington because I think LeBron's just gonna walk all over them. As opposed to playing against a team like Miami with Dwayne Wade that has playoff experience and has a little history with LeBron, obviously. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six. And then, like, a long athletic team like you spoke about yeah, with young Milwaukee. Too. Hungry. And Giannis. So that, that'll be crazy. Prediction that the Toronto Raptors will get bounced in the first round? Yeah, I'll go out online and say that's my yeah, bold prediction. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll agree with you there. It I depends think, who they play. Yeah, it does depend on who if they, they play. If they play Miami, I think they'll take care of it. If they take, if they play Washington, I think they'll also take care of that. But if they play the Bucs, I'm high on the Bucs, though. I think the Bucs yeah, are really good. The Greek freak, he's going to hopefully show out in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the Western Conference. Right now, let's see. It's looking like Houston is pretty much got the first seed all locked up. So that storyline that people were like, oh, they need home court advantage. So they're probably feeling sitting pretty, thinking, uh, okay, if we once we get to the Western Conference Finals, that when we match up with Golden State, hopefully we'll have the advantage if we have to go to a Game 7. Golden State is number two. 
Portland, which is a really good story, is number three. Mm. Number four is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Number five is the New Orleans Pelican, New Orleans Pelicans. Number six is San Antonio. And now it gets a little more dicey at the end of it. Minnesota Timberwolves, number seven, and then Utah Jazz, eight, and then number nine, LA Clippers, and number ten, the Denver Nuggets. Denver is two games out from the eighth seed, and the Clippers are a game back. I need to see Denver in the playoffs. Yeah, I really want to see Denver. I don't want to see I Utah or L.A. But I got to say, watching Utah's game yesterday against okay. the Boston Celtics. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, but not only that, they are such a good defensive basketball team. True. It's ridiculous. Like, Jay Crowder finally found a better home, if you will, kind of like what he had in Boston. Like, now their defense – well, their defense was good before Jay Crowder got mm. there. But, like, Rudy Gobert, Derek Favors, is they've all – bought in like Dan Snyder's defensive system and if you watch them possession by possession they are like the best defensive team in the NBA and looking at their their uh, efficiency numbers that you can definitely make that argument yeah well I think so it wouldn't be bad to see Utah in them I'll tell you what if they match up with Houston in the first round my bold prediction, I'm doing air quotes, bold prediction, could definitely happen. If they mat- the Houston Rockets match up with the best defensive team in the NBA, even if they are an eighth seed, they can get bounced. True, defense does win championships. Yes. But uh, well, I better know. offense, I guess, wins wins games too. Sometimes, yeah. So, yeah, I'd like to see Denver get in there. I don't want to see the Clippers. Um, Minnesota. Jimmy Butler better get back. I gotta man. say, Minnesota against the Golden State Warriors would be very entertaining in the first round, in my eyes. Yes. Portland San Antonio is another really good one. OKC New Orleans. Yeah. That's gonna be an entertaining one as well. Yeah. You so got... the West looks very entertaining from the one all the way through. You know. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I like the Spurs, but like since they don't have Kawhi Leonard and Lamarcus Aldridge has been on and off, I'd I'd rather see like Denver be plugged in there and maybe San Antonio hope that really? they go on a losing streak because like they're always in there. Okay. As like a basketball fan, you're like, ah, oh, they're there again. Like they're they're probably they'll maybe win like a they'll maybe beat Portland. Yeah. And, advance a couple rounds to have you. I don't but, think they'll beat Portland. Portland's a really good team. I like Portland. Yeah, but you don't know what can happen to play. I'm just saying, like, I'd rather see Denver. Yeah. Like like you said, I'd rather see Denver in the postseason than the San Antonio Spurs. It's just a personal preference, but I'm telling you. Listen, Minnesota. Utah matches up with Houston. They could they could beat them in the first round. We'll give a quick shout-out to Carl Anthony Towns, who had 54 last night. Crazy game. So, shout-out to him. High. Or, um, career high and yeah. franchise, franchise high, high. for, yep. which is kind of crazy because they had Kevin Garnett there. Yeah, so uh, – Let's go into our next topic with um, Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry's out for at least the first round of the postseason. As a, uh, according to according Steve, Steve Curry. Curry. Yeah. Um, listen, Steph Curry, uh, he he's a game changer, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. I think that they will obviously still take care of business if Durant is on the court. Durant yeah. Durant's a superstar. Clay Thompson, he's also hurt. Shooting, so yeah, you he never has a know. Broken, I think he had left a broken thumb. right, right, because he. I saw highlights. He was shooting with his left hand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it must have been on his shooting hand. Yeah. So he's um his whole thing that that's gonna you know that affects him. Draymond Green, you know he's the Draymond engine. Green. Yeah. Draymond finally came back with uh Durant. So they have two of two of the four guys, which is still 
It, it, they're just good, man. Yeah, they're just too so, good. They're even their like bench players are stepping up. Swaggy P's out there making moves. Iguodala, yeah, JaVale McGee, like all of them are stepping up. So, so Steph being out for the first for first round, I don't think it'll be a big deal. Obviously, they might lose a game or two and maybe win yeah, five or six will, instead of four. Everyone will start freaking out. Like, oh no, watch out for Houston. Like, I'll say that. Uh, yeah, you can watch out for Houston. But I'm still not a believer in them. But I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see Steph get back, obviously, and see them match up. I think that it'll eventually happen if Houston does pan out and continue to play like they are in the regular season in the postseason. And Steph Steph should be back in time. And then we're gonna have, probably have a crazy Western Conference Finals. And then also Kyrie, like we mentioned before, out three to six weeks after undergoing a knee procedure. That's gonna hurt Boston. In that in that first round, I think it because right now they matched up against Miami the two versus the seven that could really hurt them. You never know, man. My it, I know they almost got know. even though it was a different different teams like last year you had Boston down two zero to the Bulls with that with yeah. Dwayne Wade and Rajon Rondo playoff Rondo man playoff Rondo playoff Wade with with Miami if they match up against Boston with no Kyrie yeah you don't know what anything can happen in the postseason anything's possible. Like we said, postseason is a completely different animal. Hopefully, Kyrie gets back so we can see Uncle Drew perform in the postseason because he's been on his own team. On his own team, I'd love to see that. Yeah, I'd love to see it. So I think he will. Hopefully, Steph and Kyrie get back and play well, healthy in the postseason. So postseason's coming up. It's going to be a real exciting time to watch basketball. Mm -hmm. Moving on, free throws. Back to our segment. We're going to go through. Leangelo Ball is going to enter the 2018 NBA draft. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Like, hey, he dropped not, 73 last night. Yeah, but he's not going to get drafted. He's no, not, he's not. He's going to be He's undrafted. He's going to be undrafted. He's going to be playing in the G League, and that's it. And then maybe he'll get a call up if he performs well. But he can't put the ball on the floor, and he can't. All that he could do is shoot the rock. And there's plenty of guys out there that can do it without a dad that's true that brings the media. So. I don't know. Good for Leangelo that he's entering into the 2018 NBA draft. Have he's, fun on draft night, sitting at home and not having your name called. I guess. No, his name's not getting called. Yeah. I I would put it at v- slim to none that his name gets called in this 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 year's NBA draft, which is loaded. Yeah. You have you have senior guards like can he Joel can, Berry going late second can round? Can he uh if even though he declares this year and if he doesn't get drafted? No, he's can't. He can't done. like declare again right like no yeah no. You, you he'd just, just go and become a free agent yeah. free agent okay. yep okay he could go over season play again he could go to the g league yeah but he's a lot of guys uh declared for the draft is like Aiton. uh you had the kid straight out of high school african simmons Bridges. simmons straight out of high school declared yeah, yeah he's I a lottery that. pick too he's a good he's a good combo guard he's gonna probably go around 17 i'd say a little small market team probably will draft him yeah so leangelo um you know have fun on draft night mm-hmm. um LeBron spends $1.5 million a year on his training and recovery, and everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, it's crazy. It's like the man makes more money than God. Like, how is that surprising that he spends one point? Like, it was, like, on his, like, cryogenic, like, chambers yeah. and, like, all of his recovery. Like, it's not surprising. Like, if he – you got to you gotta spend money to make money, and that's, like, a little quarter of – not even – no, not a quarter. Like, not even a pinch of what he's making yeah, well, from Nike, his contract – endorsements like sprite and all that stuff so i mean the only comparison i can make it to is um in the nfl james harrison he, he the only reason why he's still playing 
is because he pays like 500k a year to take care of his body and he enjoys like lifting weights yeah so that's why he plays so he could keep spending money so i mean lebron obviously has way more amount of money than that you forgot blaze pizza investment that blaze he has. pizza so yeah. yeah so lebron's I don't think this is a big story to make 1.5 million. That's what he's got to do, and that's why you don't see the man getting injured that much. Exactly, because he takes care of his body. Yeah. Uh, another free throw. Markel Fultz is back, like we mentioned. Scored 10, 8, and I believe four rebounds. He's playing well. We want to see him in the postseason. Gonna maybe give uh, Philly a little more extra juice he's got than a standing they, O than they had. Yeah, he had a, a standing ovation. So it's good to see Markel Fultz back. Hopefully that jumper continues to develop. Mm-hmm. Another free throw. Shout out Kemba Walker, UConn. Party at Kemba! Yep. Becomes the all-time leading scorer in Hornets history. You know, he was Passes emotional. Del Curry. Yeah, he was crying yesterday. LeBron gave him a nice bear hug. Once again, LeBron trying to make things about him. <laughs> yeah, with the hug. <laughs> well, listen, I will say uh, the Hornets, they are a younger franchise, so... The points aren't that much. Hey, that's cool, man. Though I respect to, uh, it, though. I don't. I don't think there's really UConn player, any UConn alum in the NBA that is a franchise leader in scoring. So no, it's yeah, like, that's true. That's pretty impressive, man. That you gotta, is true. Got to give Kemba some credit. I, I yeah, I love Kemba. Obviously, cardiac Kemba. Cardiac. He's Kemba. the man. He's the, he is the man. Uh, another free throw. Jeff Hornacek the other day, I believe it was against the Hornets, where Trey Burke put up 42. Shout out Trey Burke. Uh, Jeff Hornacek literally allowed his players to coach during a timeout. He gave Tim Hardaway Jr. the clipboard and had him draw up a play, and then Trey and then Tim Hardaway and Trey Burke made the shot on the play. But Trey, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. was all excited because he thought his play worked. And and if you go back and look, it was just like the play broke down, and Trey Burke just did what Trey Burke does, yep. and he made the shot. So. Jeff Hornacek's completely given up on that team. There's rumors that like Mark, they're going hard after Mark Jackson and Doc Rivers. I like Mark Jackson, but like in the New York Martin with James Dolan and like Mills and everything, it's not going to work because they're the Knicks and they're going to screw it up somehow. Like they're gonna, they don't like having egos like on the bench. Like that's what that's what happened with the Golden State Warriors. Like the reason that they brought in Steve Kerr was because he's controllable. Like that front office was like. Because Mark Jackson has an opinion. Yeah. So, I will say they that don't like guys like Jeff that. Hornacek doing this move. Like, come on, man! You're not the Golden State Warriors where Steve Kerr let his team coach. Yeah. Right. You know. So well, there's he's a difference. Compl- he's completely given up on the team. So yeah. Well, he he's a bad he know, coach. He fa- yeah. I mean, if you look at every like, he didn't do anything in Phoenix. Well, he won. I think he was like, they barely missed the playoffs. They barely missed it, but it's a miss. He's still not making yeah, the playoffs. Exactly. You know what missing the playoffs means? Nothing. You get a 14th pick <laughs> instead of getting a top five. Yeah. So that's why you don't want to barely miss the playoffs. So yeah, I think he's a he's a terrible coach in my eyes. Hasn't he's not a winner, as you could clearly tell. Yeah. The Knicks suck. They stink. They do suck. I mean, give it. Yeah, they've had their best player out, but it doesn't mean anything. They weren't going anywhere regardless. Yeah. You know, hopefully they have some cap space. Do they, Rob? Uh not really, because they have Noah still on the books. Well, they have like <laughs> a, a, an amount of cap space, but let me tell you, Tim Hardaway Jr. gave you nine. Uh, 35 minutes last night and nine points and that's another 70 million dollar man and trey burke who you get out of the g league is giving you 42 19 20 and then a guy like michael beasley that you're paying veterans minimum that people joke about is giving you 20 25 consistently but that's how it is i mean that is how it is you look at dinwiddie's getting 800k a year 
So yeah, but it, that's if, just if it's the luck of the draw. I mean, yeah, that that that's the way it happens sometimes that you overpay guys and it ends up going like that. It is what it is. But another free throw, Isaiah Thomas is to have arthroscopic uh, right hip surgery. I think it's the same hip, right? Well, obviously it's the same hip, but I think it's the same side hip that yeah, he's side. having. So, and then I think that the other day it was discussed too that Isaiah was willing to stay in LA which I find hilarious to be a six man off the bench actually a spot that I was thinking about that would make a lot of sense for him San Antonio Um, I mean I don't he is a guy I don't guy he doesn't play defense he doesn't play defense and he's got a big mouth he does have a big mouth yeah I don't like him at all I I think I you know I've I've gone on a rant of Isaiah Thomas and how I think he's terrible basketball player yeah but you know having this uh, anthroscopic right hip surgery yeah. going into free agency when he's a free agent he's going to lose money mm-hmm. and he's already lost a ton yeah, of money yeah he's lost a ton of money and people are not going to and people are not going to like risk signing him cuz they don't know what they're getting from is he going to be healthy is he not yeah you know and he doesn't it, once again his defense sucks so so yeah it's exactly a- i think it's a downfall for Isaiah Thomas his career is going to be gone within the next 4 Four weeks. Uh, another free throw. We're gonna give a shout out to the UConn women's basketball team in the Final Four. Is yeah. Final Four. Yeah. They're in Columbus, Ohio. Those girls that kick. They're kicking uh, some butt. Yeah. They, absolutely. Absolutely. It's so it's it's already a foregone conclusion. No, no, no. It's not. Last year we thought it was, but it wasn't. They got a big matchup this week, and this weekend, and then in the championship, you never know. Mississippi State's a really good team. Yeah, we so. got to get them back for last year. I remember watching yeah. that game. That was like one of the Dak Prescott in the front row. Yeah, Dak Prescott, and I was like watching it. I was like, oh my goodness gracious! Like they are losing right now. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. Just, Ho- hopefully they redeem themselves. I think they will. Hopefully they redeem themselves. Mm-hmm. Cross your fingers. Knock on wood that they win. I think they'll they'll pull it out though in Columbus and it'll be another I hope another I hope. trophy for Gino and another trophy for UConn. I hope. So now it's that time last week of fantasy basketball, last week of fantasy studs and bums of the week. Nick, take it away. Here's Nick's fantasy studs and bums of the week. Yeah, let's go with our first stud. LA, Lamarcus Aldridge. I love this guy. He's been balling out in San Antonio. You know, a couple games ago, he had 34, 45, 27, 33, 39. The man's getting buckets. Buckets. And he's adding he's adding like seven-plus rebounds as well to go with that. So the man's a beast. I thought he was. He's I think camp. I mentioned before he was out, but apparently I was He's day-to-day. Wrong. He's day-to-day. Oh, he's day-to-day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's been balling. I think um, he's going to – I think he's going to lead him into the playoffs. He's going to be their man. Hopefully he can redeem himself since last postseason – but yeah, he is a fantasy stud, probably carrying your team through the playoffs. Hopefully, he does he does you some good. Another guy I got is the international man Dario Saric from the Philadelphia 76ers. He's been getting 10 plus points within the last six games, which is what you want to see from him, especially in that lineup. 26, last game he had 26, 20, and 18. Yeah, and then how many? 14 rebounds. Yeah, 26, re- 14, yeah, and five. You got You got to scoop. Well, so he's next, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it playoffs. Matter. You, it's fantasy, Rob. It doesn't matter who they're going up exactly. against. It's the, if they get you that point. Yeah. So yeah, he's been getting buckets. He's balling out. Shout out to him. He's a stud. Let's go to the bums. I think um, George Hill's been a bum lately since he's gotten traded. You know, he's been averaging like 
hovering around eight points a game, which I don't think is that that outstanding. Eight to ten points. No. You know, three three he's assists, meant, but, but, not good. But, but, Nick, he's meant for his defense. Yeah, that is true. But I'd like to see him get some more th- shots in the corner. Three wise, he's only averaging one point three threes point. Yeah, game and they like, they were hyping up when he got it when yeah. he got traded. They're like, oh, he's the best percentage uh, free th- uh, three point shooter in the league. It's like, well, LeBron, you got to find him the ball. Yeah, get him the ball. So I think I think George Hill's been a bum actually, a pretty disappointing disappointment. Another disappointment, Paul Millsap. You know, I think he's been hurt. He's, he has been hurt you know, most of the year, but you know he's come back and he hasn't been really giving you that. The, the 18 and 10 that you expect from Paul Millsap. He's only averaging 14 and 6, 2.8 um He's been assists. a little he's been a little under the weather. So. Yeah, but even if, you know, I expect more from Paul Millsap especially in this playoff run. Yeah, they that's need, why he's a bum in my they, eyes they for need this to, week. They needed to help uh yeah. help him push him to the postseason. Hopefully, exactly. Hopefully, hopefully he gets picks- it together those last couple weeks. Yeah, so that is the last week of the fantasy studs and bums. Hopefully next year when we start up, Fantasy Studs and Bums, we'll still have them. We'll still be coming out with some some fire picks for you guys to get on the waiver wire. So that is this. That is it for this episode, episode 25 of the Talking True Hoops podcast. Once again, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, our YouTube stream, SoundCloud. Follow us at Talking True Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. Nick, have anything else to say to the people heading into the Final Four weekend? Um, enjoy the games. Let's go Loyola. Let's go Nova. Yes, let's go. I prediction that Ramblers. You, you, you saying that? Uh, you, who are you saying that's going to win the whole thing? Uh, probably Nova. Probably I've Nova. said it since the beginning. They've been my pick from in the beginning of the bracket to win it all. So I might as well stick with them. All right. Yeah. Same. So I'm picking Villanova. Enjoy the weekend of basketball. Enjoy heading into the NBA postseason. We'll have more coming up in the next episodes of the Talking Truths podcast. We will catch you next week. Listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Once again, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talking True Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. Join us next week for more basketball talk on Talking True Hoops.